How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Part of Welcome the back Locked to Locked On, on Chiefs. We are going to go over everything we saw looking at preseason game number two. I'm Ryan Tracy. And I'm Chris Clark. And we have tons of stuff for you. We're going to talk about the quarterbacks that we know you guys want to hear about. We're going to talk about the running game. We're going to talk about some guys on defense, too. little hit or miss, uh, in my opinion, but we're going to get down to that. Please check out the rest of the podcast network. Uh, hit the Locked On NFL show with Matt Williamson and the Locked On Fantasy show with Vinny Iyer. Great resources for you to have at this time of year when you're getting ready to get close to the regular season. Uh, we're seeing voicemails, people calling in and missing it. Uh, give our line a call, 913-777-4457. Uh, it's a couple of prompts to get to the point where you can leave your voicemail. Stay with us and work through those prompts. We want to hear what you have to say, and, and we're sorry you guys are are being able to get there, but not really get your your voice heard. So we're going to work on that as well. Game th- two preseason, man, it feels almost like game three to me, but uh, <laughs> it really does. You know, the the offense was rolling again. Yeah, I think the offense looked very good. You watch uh, this Chiefs team, and you look at it, and you think. You know, where has this offense been? Uh, because to me, it doesn't look like necessarily the vanilla offenses, the vanilla offenses of the past and the preseason. Uh, but then you really look at it a little bit further and you think they're not really doing anything that's too overly um, dramatic is probably not the right word, but I think you get where I'm going with that. They're just playing offense. They're. Uh, showcasing their talent and they're looking to see what works and in multiple situations you know what really stands out to me is the quarterback play because I don't think Kansas had three quarterbacks with as much talent as they have on the roster right now in any time you know it it, that's a stretch yeah I mean even Chase Daniel who was a talented quarterback is not living up to where Mahomes is now and Tyler Bray looks good as well um, I, I know what you mean. They're not doing gadget plays. It's, it's a pretty straightforward offense to this point. But, you know, the other thing that, yes, San Francisco week one is a team that's that struggles. If they have a, a, a strength, it's their defense. So the, the first string offense looking good against them was a good sign, although not as good as the defense they played in Cincinnati. And I thought that the first stringers going out there, moving the ball effectively and consistently uh, on the Bengals' defense is a big step forward from where they were against the Niners. Well, and to watch what Alex Smith did, I mean, that throw to Kelsey that he made was on the money. I, I don't know that it could have been any better. He laid it right in the breadbasket, right where Kelsey could catch it, and he laid it in the middle of three defenders. You don't see him make that throw very often. Yes, it's the preseason, but you have to wonder if he's really starting to feel pressure uh, with the guy behind him because Mahomes and Mahomes hadn't played yet, but you watch the throws that Alex is starting to make now, and he hasn't made those in the past. Yeah, he hasn't, even, he hasn't attempted it. Yeah, right, exactly. And we talked about it when he was drafted. I mean, he's going to feel that pressure. I think it's also a, an idea that 
Okay, Mahomes throws, I mean, at one point that pass to, to Escobar was into three-man coverage. So, I mean, yes, he takes some some risks, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But I think for the aging veteran, I, I think it gives him that impetus that, like, okay, the kid's going to go for it. I don't like to take risks, but I can go a little farther than I'm used to. A, to outpace him, but B, because I still have talent, too, and I might as well show it off. This might be my last go in Kansas City, so I might as well use everything that I have in my tool bag. Well, I think he knows that it might be his last go in Kansas City, but even more important is that he knows that if he isn't in Kansas City next year, if he has the best season in his career, it's just going to up his value for next year. So, you know, honestly, I think Smith is in a great position, and Kansas City's in a great position overall. Uh, you know, if you think Mahomes is absolutely ready to play football, I, I go, I beseech you to go back and watch the first throw he made in the game in the preseason uh, or in the game two. That throw you cannot make as an NFL QB. That's going to get picked, you know, 50% of the time at least. He's talking about a flare to Sherman in the flat that was nearly taken. And it should have been. It should have been taken for a pick six. Exactly. And there was another play later, uh, just as the second quarter was ending up, that he wanted to throw it away, but he left it hang into the end zone. The DB was was making a, a good stab to get it. In a regular season game, that might have come down as a, an interception in the end zone and a touchback, too. So those are two things. Those are the two plays in particular that I thought, you know, he's still not ready to be safe enough, even though his positive plays outweigh his negatives right now. Well, and I will say on that specific throw that you're talking about in the back of the end zone, I thought it was out of bounds. So I don't know that it would have come down with it. I understand what you're saying. He did float it up there, and the DB was there. I thought it was out of bounds. But, you know, overall, I thought he played obviously very well. You know, the question when it comes to Mahomes is can he play in the pocket? Because most of the plays that we've seen him make are coming outside the pocket, which is okay, uh, but it's not generally something you want to see a ton of. No, I mean, and you look at that scramble that he tried to get in the end zone, which I thought was a great move, but on replay. And I do want to point something out real quick, and I don't mean to interrupt you. I wanted you to go where you're going to go. But one thing that I, you know, I watched Gruden's QB camp with Mahomes uh, four times, uh, maybe five times in, in a day in like two weeks ago. And just because I wanted to get more feel for the kid and I wanted to see what you know, Gruden was seeing, and one of the things that Gruden talked about was Mahomes would get outside the pocket and he'd carry that ball in one hand. Yeah, it's nerve-wracking. Right, but you didn't see that until he started reaching for the pylon. He had both hands on that ball. So he has started to make a change in the way he's running, which I think is very encouraging. Yeah, I mean, that that shows some maturity there and, and paying attention to your coaching, even though your instinct is is the opposite probably. Uh, but, man, you go back and you watch that play, and you look at the receivers are diving to the middle of the field. Chris Conley gets loose and actually was open. Um, but at that point, when, when Mahomes takes off, Conley's in no position to throw him a block, and there's four defenders closing in on him. And I'm just like, okay, dive if you need to dive, but get out of bounds and don't get hit. Well, yeah, and that was the other thing you saw. And that was another thing that uh, Gruden said in his QB camp. And I hate to go back to that again, but – it was very telling to me to watch Mahomes play in certain games, and he would run the ball and he would take a lick. Uh, he would, you know, he would not slide. He would try to get all the yards he could, and you saw him slide in the first half. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a play where it was, you know, necessary trying to get the first down. I think it was a first or second down run or a pass that ended up becoming a run from Mahomes, but he slid. 
He's learning the little things of playing that position, and he's protecting himself. And more importantly, he's protecting the ball. Uh, I think that's a phenomenal thing, and I know it's small and it seems maybe insignificant to some people, but that's huge. If he can pick up those two things and make them consistently, that's going to be big for Kansas City down the road, especially if he does get playing time in the near future. And, you know, it, that's a good point. That's that's maturity, that's professionalism, but <laughs> for those that want to fuel the, the, the quote-unquote controversy, if one of the advantages that we've always thought Alex Smith had over Mahomes, it was using his legs to get yardage downfield. Whereas coming out of college, the the concept of Mahomes' mobility was always in buying time laterally in order to make a good pass uh, or a big pass. But what he showed you in that play, as well as the other one where he slid, is that when he does take over for Alex Smith, you're not necessarily losing the quarterback's ability to gain yards downfield, get a first down, pick it up when he needs to. Um, I still think Smith's a better runner, obviously, um, but I don't think it's as big a drop-off as we originally thought. No, and I do want to point out a couple of things that I got, uh, and this is going to be funny, but I do watch Trez Paler and the you know the A-team's uh, Facebook Live after the game. Uh, just because I, I think they have a lot of insight and, you know, learning from Therese and, and seeing what he sees and, and the other writers, they have a lot of insight to the Chiefs and, and what they're doing. Well, one of the, a couple of things that they said, you know, uh, I believe it was Sam Ellinger said that, you know, Mahomes on that specific run, you know, he looked at Conley until he had to run the ball. I mean, he was specifically looking at Conley and making it look and, and getting the linebacker to stay with him mm-hmm. and, and giving him giving himself an opportunity to run the ball. And that's a big play as well. I mean, that's a small thing that you don't necessarily see on first watch. Maybe you see it on the second or third, or or maybe it gets pointed out to you like it got pointed out to me. But when I went back and watched that play, he's right. He made that linebacker stay with the wide receiver, and that's really a big deal. Well, and it's it's a lot like they'll talk about some of the best quarterbacks in this league manipulate safeties with their eyes. This is the same thing, but Pat Mahomes is applying it to every level of the field in order to buy himself space to either set up and throw, although he doesn't need much space, um, or to move players around so that he can go back a different direction. And I think that shows not only an instinctual aspect that is unique to him, especially in this quarterback class, uh, but something that's probably very unique across the league and sets him up to be able to make plays uh, going forward, even as... Uh, you know, the rest of the league catches up with him that you're going to relate to other historic quarterbacks the farther we go in his career. Well, yeah. And, and one of the other things they pointed out that I thought was a, a great observation is it looks like he slimmed down a little bit from college. Uh, you know, upper body wise, it looks like he's in great shape. And the other thing is, is, uh, you know, he had, and if you go back and rewatch any of his college tape, he had a brace on his knee. Uh, I don't remember seeing that last night. It could have been there. Uh, but it looks like he's moving a little bit better than he was last year, and I thought he looked really good moving around the pocket last year and and moving on the run to throw. But I think he looks even better this year, and he has maybe a little bit more speed than he did in the past. Yeah, uh, I think, and I wrote this note to myself, it, it just looks like the crossbody throw 
that we've always been told for every quarterback in the world is a no-no, that you just don't do that. It looks like it's going to be just his thing. This is what Pat Mahomes does. He's a shortstop by nature. That's just what it is. So I'm trying to train myself to not panic every time he does it. <laughs> well, and you, and you know, okay, let's be honest. That crossbody throw last night, well, he had two of them last night on in one drive, and both of them were pretty good. None of them touched the the crossbody throw he had against Louisiana Tech in college, though. Um, but, you know, you watch a throw like that in college, and then you come and watch what he did last night. You know, the the, the small rollout to his right, yeah, to his right, and then coming back and throwing to D'Anthony Thomas. Okay, you know, yeah, he's thrown across his body, but it's a 15-yard, 20-yard throw maybe at most. But... To be fair, it wasn't like he had run that. He had just started running to his right, and it, and he looked like he had his feet set a lot better for that throw. Uh, if he had his feet set at all, I'm not exactly sure now that I think about it after watching it a couple times. Uh, he might have had both feet off the ground when he threw the ball. I, I don't know, um, which is a shortstop thing if you think about it. Uh, but the other thing is on that second throw, okay, so he's got a – defensive lineman coming right at his face unblocked he stiff arms him runs fast enough to get away from him throws back across his body and he started about what the 11 yard line i think maybe maybe the 15 or something like that ended up at the 30 when he's throwing the ball throws it back across his body a 25 yard strike to escobar inside three defenders just an amazing throw and i retweeted it on the locked on account from multiple different angles it is one of the best throws i've seen it was just it was phenomenal to watch and then he as as soon as he threw the ball he just went straight to the ground didn't try to catch himself just fell straight to the ground and i think part of that is uh you know he put all of his body into it and he realized okay if i put try to put my feet down i'm not gonna do this right so let's just you know slide to the ground and i'll be all right but man what a play just for the record that's one defender too many for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you better get used to it because I don't think that's going to be changing anytime soon either. Hi, I'm Paul. Verizon has been placing giant letters all over the country to get people to buy into their unlimited plan. Don't get hooked. Switch to Sprint Unlimited, twenty-two fifty per month per line for four lines and get the fifth line free. Hurry to your local Sprint store, visit sprint.com slash unlimited or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 today. Savings until 1031-18 and $38 per line per month for five lines with auto pay. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, streams, you PHC 1080p, music to 1.5 megabits per second, gaming up to 8 megabits per second, subject to credit, $30 activation fee, prohibited network use rules and data deprioritization apply compared to Verizon Beyond Unlimited. Carry features differ. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Restrictions apply. Well, believe it or not, folks, there are people that played in this football game that weren't quarterbacks. So uh, I want to start with the running game. And, you know, I can only hope that this isn't just the preseason apparition that it usually is. But, Andy, please keep it up because they ran out of the eye a lot, especially early. And I like seeing Kareem Hunt behind Sherman running downhill. I thought Hunt looked very good, but I really liked the way that they attacked and used kind of a, a more base offense. But in a passing league, if you can beat somebody up with a power run game, I'm all for it. Well, yeah, you've always liked the I formation, and you always have loved the fullback. So I completely get why you're saying that. You know, what I thought was very interesting about the running game last night, and I don't mean to take anything away from Kareem Hunt, but they give Spencer Ware one carry, and then they don't play him again. Uh, well, I just thought it was interesting. I mean, obviously he's the number one running back, but 
to not get him involved at all and, and to just put it all on the rookie's shoulders. And, I, you know, to me, that's them saying, okay, let's see what we really have in Kareem Hunt. Let's put him out there. Let's see what he can do. Because when Hunt got injured later in the game, after some great runs, don't get me wrong, and a great stiff arm and, and showing that he doesn't come down easy with contact, uh, you know, Spiller came in and, and spelled him. It wasn't that they went back to wear it all. Uh, and I do want to say, you know, he doesn't have to run that hard in the preseason. <laughs> I, I do want to say that Reed said after the game that, you know, they had a couple of injuries. Hunt was one of them. Uh, he tweaked his ankle. It's not considered uh, serious. And another injury is Marcus Peters, and he has a shoulder contusion, which is not considered serious as well. So, uh, you know, the big thing for me in all preseason games is you come out healthy. And I think Kansas City did that. Yeah. And that's like you said, that is the key. Um, and maybe they push their luck a little bit. I'm not terribly concerned about the Spencer Ware thing. Honestly, I kind of like it uh, because Ware's going to get those touches in game three. The starters are going to play probably more than they played this game. Um, and I expect sure? to run That's my guess. That's, you know, the general idea. But or even they if, save if he does well, see, and that's the thing is even if he doesn't, where in particular ran into some injuries, started hot again last season, kind of wore down. So any <clears throat> any contacts, anything that you save him now, I'm all for because I want to have both those guys as a one-two punch come, you know, second round of the playoffs. That's I'm thinking more long-term for this team, and I think that's an advantage for them. Well, and I don't disagree with that. I'm just, I, I just thought it was interesting that they didn't play him after one snap. Um, and they, and they went with the rookie and don't get me wrong where or sorry, hunt looked fantastic. Uh, but to not get where any other touches was just surprising to me. Fair enough. I want to talk about my guy who had eh, an iffy game. I mean, I thought he played solidly in, in game one, but, uh, folks were really on him about a blown tackle. Eric Murray played well in, in spelling Eric Berry. Uh, and they stayed in that three-safety rotation quite a bit with Sorensen on the field as well as Parker and Eric. And not only did he you know, perform his tip drill like he's been trained to and came down with that interception. Uh, I think that was Bosby that caused that. It was. But he also came downhill. I mean, he's learning from Barry. And, and I'm going to do a write-up, and I'll give you guys some visuals about this here in the next day or two. Uh, and he looked do, good doing it. Yeah, he did. And I do want to say that... Uh, one thing that I really liked about that is he did look a little bit like Eric Berry returning that ball. And I don't mean that he has that skill set like Berry does, but I think you saw him catch the ball and it just went straight to vision. He wasn't you know, worried about where he's going. He just looked at the field and, and attacked. And I thought he looked really good on the return. So that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, that's a real positive. I mean, especially – it gives you that security blanket that now you know you've you've got Sorensen you can put in the box and he's going to do what you want him to do. I still want a nickel linebacker in there, but that's me. He's doing what Bob wants him to do. And if you have an injury, because later he he did the interchangeable thing where Parker came up into the box some too and Murray stayed back deep. So that gives you another guy that if, if Ron Parker goes down for a game, if Eric Berry misses any time for a game, you have another guy on the roster who's got experience in this preseason who can step in and play that multidimensional role that is so key for Bob Sutton's scheme. But there are not a lot of safeties that can play both in the box and deep at free. No, and that's very true. And uh, that's going to be a big thing for Eric Murray to be able to show to do that. 
is fantastic, and I think he's going to be a big piece to this defense. Um, you know, when I really look at it, you almost hope that he doesn't get a ton of playing time just because I think when he gets playing time, it's more likely because one of the other you know, starters is probably hurt. Uh, but maybe they find a way to use him to where he doesn't have to, you know, come on just for one of those other guys being out. Or or maybe he spells some of them. Maybe he gives those guys a little bit of a spell, you know, in games that are already out of reach. Maybe that's what they use him for. Uh, but, you know, I think Eric Murray looked very good. I, I do think that he uh, showed some very good things last night, and especially on his return. And, you know, that, that tip drill was executed very nicely, and it set up a touchdown to Sean Tavis Jones from Tyler Bray on the first throw, which I thought that was a pretty good throw too by Bray, put it right on the money. And, uh, you know, obviously Sean Tavis Jones is not going to come down easy, but, you know, the DB had no chance on that one. Well, yeah, not only did Jones have him size-wise, but it was a nice post route. I mean, yeah. he, he made a nice cut and, and got loose, so good for him. Now, folks, make sure you're signed up. Make sure you're subscribed to the show as we now, move wait around. A, wait, 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 wait a second. We can't stop this show without talking about C.J. Spiller just a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> let's be, hey, come on, let's be honest here. He looked very good. Uh, he, he had some great explosion. Uh, you know, Obviously, he is probably going to be the third running back, uh, assuming he makes this roster, which I... After watching him, you know, with the number two, with you know a little bit with the ones and with the twos, I'm not so sure that he's not going to make this roster. I, I thought he showed the explosion that he had in college and and that he had uh, early in his time in the NFL, and I think that he showed decent enough vision. Although I think on the first Mahomes touchdown pass, uh, Spiller got a goal line carry right before that. And it looked like there was supposed to be a hole between the guard and maybe the tackle. Uh, but if Spiller had any vision at all, he would have bounced it outside the tackle and would have walked into the end zone. Um, so the vision's not quite there, I don't think, with Spiller. But his explosion looks very good. And, and he does hit the hole quickly and gives Kansas City something that they don't have a ton of at running back because Ware and, and Hunt are not speed guys. But Spiller has special speed, kind of like Tyree Kill. You get those two on the field, that's a lot of speed to contend with. Well, and I thought generally, although I didn't, don't recall if I saw him from Spiller himself, but I thought uh, the rest of the offense in general, I thought the screens game was moving really well against the Bengals, and that's that's a big yeah. chunk. And if you get but down please, to your third back, screen game's important. Yeah, absolutely. But please, please, please do not have Albert Wilson ever run and be the lead blocker on a screenplay again. No, I, I agree, and I said this. Did, did you see that? That yes. Oh. And you know, you gotta bless their maybe, hearts. Maybe he's yeah, trying to go for a cut block, but I thought that was a decent block. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> the the announcers for the Bengals, who were the the audio for Game Pass, as I was watching it, uh, they thought that was a decent block. So I feel no. for you, Cincinnati fans. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. He tried to do a cut block and completely whiffed. Uh, but yeah, man, I, you know, another player that I thought looked really good last night was Dat. Um, and mm. I just got to throw that out there. I think D'Anthony Thomas has shown that he has value on this team. And I, I have a hard time seeing a, a situation where he is not on this team going into the regular season. Uh, even if, even without his kick returning abilities, uh, he's shown value at other special teams positions and at Gunner 
Um, and he's also shown value as a wide receiver now. Uh, and that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, this 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 first year of doing one massive cutdown, it's going to be difficult. There's a, there's a lot of guys that are going to end up on other rosters. They're going to see playing time. I, I'm very interested to see how it, it works out in terms of the numbers of the running backs, the numbers of the wideouts, and even the tight ends. And I'm not so sure that they don't end up trading people away. I think there's enough talent on this roster to where you're going to look and say, okay, we're going to have to keep you know this many here, this many here, this many here. These guys can play in the NFL. We ought to see if we can at least get some late-round picks for some of these guys instead of just cutting them. And maybe they'll get a chance to do that. Uh, I think there's a couple of positions. You know, Wide receiver, you have to wonder if they're going to be able to trade a guy away, uh, which sounds really weird with not having Jeremy Macklin on this roster. Uh, and then running back's another one that they have a ton of talent at. Uh, and I will say one thing, and I do, you know, I wanted to keep this mostly to the positives, but one thing that I did see last night, I'm just not seeing much from Gavin Escobar. He had a great catch from Mahomes, but he really doesn't, sh- isn't showing anything that I was expecting to see from him. No, and, and I had, uh, and I know we're going to, we're, folks, we're going to talk about most of the negatives and what needs to improve tomorrow, but, uh, I made two notes for Escobar. Uh, one was, I'm glad he made that catch and didn't bobble it all with three guys standing around him on that that throw that we talked about. Well, especially with as much heat as it was, he caught it, you know, outside his body as opposed to letting it get into his body, which was nice. Yeah, yeah, but he tips that and that's a pick. Yep. But the other the other note I had is that he looks lost in run protection and he he got beat up pretty bad in the run game. So that's not a huge positive sign for him. Well, and he's playing behind Ross Travis, who is extremely raw still, in my opinion. I think he's gotten a lot better, but I think he still has a lot to learn in the tight end position. And and so he's definitely the number four, in my opinion, at least at this point. Um, And he may be fighting for a spot against Orson Charles, because I think Charles has looked at least decent uh, as a backup fullback as well. And that's extreme versatility that Kansas City loves. So Exactly. Uh, and I really like Charles coming out of college. Um, uh, another, yeah, because he was from the University of Georgia. I already right. know. But again, a, a guy that played in the same system that set up Aaron Murray and set up Chris Conley and is West Coast based. So I, I think the transition here is something that uh, gives him an advantage over Escobar a little bit. So I guess we'll see yeah. what happens. But folks, just worry if Kansas City ever pulls somebody from the KU Jayhawks because uh, Ryan will never shut up about him. Just gonna hey, throw that out there. Hey. DBU, buddy. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> just saying. Just watch out if they ever. Just out if they ever get a Jayhawk on this roster. You will never hear the end of it. Day is coming. The day is coming. Clint Bowen put a guy on this roster. Okay. Folks, thanks for listening. That's it for us today. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll continue to go over uh, what we need to see improve for this team. Uh, going into the critical third game of the preseason, uh, we'll have a list there for you, as well as guests later in the week. Uh, the game week is, is pretty quick, so we're going to have as much information as we can for you before we have to go back and, and take on that third game. So keep it here. Keep subscribed. Tell your friends. This podcast is growing. We really appreciate all your feedback on iTunes and the call line. Definitely on Twitter at Locked On Chiefs, as well as our personal accounts on Twitter. So keep all that coming. Uh, and we thank you for out. listening today. Yep, and go check out our Snapchat at Locked On Chiefs. I will have some game film uh, coming in the next day or two, uh, maybe three. So thanks for listening today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.
Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review and reach out to us on Twitter at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details.